What is going on, everyone? And welcome to Around the Metaverse, our weekly show where we bring together some of the best content creators from the blockchain and NFT gaming community, talk about all the recent news, and give you guys everything you need to know to stay up to date. My name's Adam. I'll be your host today. But more importantly, as always, we've got a great group of guests for y'all and another great show lined up. Uh, first and foremost, on this wonderful Monday, we've got Crypto Stash in the house. How's it going, my friend? Doing it Monday. Excited because tomorrow I'm going to be in Miami. Tomorrow I'm going to be Miami for the uh, Gamers Choice Awards. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I like it. Have some content coming out for y'all. If, if any, well, I'm, uh, everyone's going to be there, content creator wise, or a lot of people, most people. Uh, so you'll you'll be getting a lot of content all across the board. Uh, we also got some familiar faces coming back to the show today. We got Miss Teen Crypto keeping it zesty as usual. How are you, MTC? I'm chilling. Thank you guys for having me back. It's always good to chill with you guys. You're always welcome here, MTC. Thank uh, you. We got Kyle Wilson in the house, co-founder of Wildfire Guild and newly working with uh, Paul Barron TV. How's it going, Kyle? Man, it's great. It's great to be back, and uh, thanks for having me on. And yeah, excited to talk about some uh, Amazon here. So, Big Daddy Bezos might be getting putting his <laughs> stepping in the game, man. You know, uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, and last, certainly not least, we got Doctor JPEG, the myth, the man, the legend himself. What is going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me back. I'm really excited this time because there are some really juicy topics. So if you guys are just tuning in, make sure you stick around because we're going to cover some good stuff today. And then. Tell a couple of people about this. Retweet it. Tag some people in the comments if you're watching this. And uh, let's jump into it, man. Let's jump into it. And like Dr. JPEG said, man, smash the like if you haven't, if you're just joining us. Or uh, hit subscribe, maybe, if you're not subscribed to the channel already. Uh, I know a lot of you are, but some of you aren't. I know you aren't. I know you aren't. I look at the analytics. So go ahead and smash <laughs> that subscribe button. <laughs> you uh, better subscribe. Just do it already. Hit that button. Yeah, just, just, just do it already, okay? Just do it already. Uh, but we got a jam-packed show for y'all today. We've got, uh, interestingly enough, some some uh, you know uh, topics that I thought we weren't going to be covering again. But here we go talking about them. We're going to be seeing if Axie Infinity can make a comeback here. If Yuga Labs is like whether or not Yuga Labs has a copyright on the Board Ape Yacht Club uh, imagery, and if they don't, what problems might arise from that? Uh, some developments in the Rider Rips lawsuit that's going on with them, uh, and Amazon maybe being all in on Web three. Uh, some kind of rumors coming out of the, the rumor mill here uh, about Jeff Bezos's company uh, and them starting to take a step into Web3 here. Uh, and already some news, if, if you're keyed into the, the industry enough, uh, from some of our favorite partners who might be working with Amazon uh, you know, on their games. Um, but let's dive right into things first here. Can Axie Infinity make a comeback? Uh, so, you know... We haven't talked about Axie Infinity in, in a little bit on the channel, and they, they had some, uh, you know, developments, I guess you could say, over the past, I mean, since we last touched on them here. Uh, and as it turns out, you know, over the last, like, week or two or a couple of weeks, the trading volume for their assets has been through the roof. Uh, yeah, over the last 30 days, up 26, almost 2,700%, uh, according to Dapp Raider. And I'm not sure if that's, like, the token or the NFTs or all of the assets for for. Uh, you know, the project itself, but uh, still, you know, again, not to be or, uh, snarked at, I guess. Um, but I want to get your guys' opinions on Axie Infinity, if it can make a comeback. Uh, they had some Homeland gameplay come out that, you know, whether you're into that or not, looks decent. Uh, but Stash, let me get your opinion on this, man. I mean, do you think new Axie Infinity Homeland is what's driving this, this uh, you know, surge in trading volume? And, and do you think that Axie could ever make a, a true comeback? No. <laughs> care to elaborate sir <laughs> <laughs> g host uh, is sitting there crying he's like oh stash is this he won't even he won't even talk about us you know when you say come back come back and do what you know i i i honestly feel like they kind of hit their peak already and they made a shit ton of money like what? Where? Like what do you need to do as a company now to really get back to something where you're you've come back? I mean, you know, are are they ever really going to get as many you know followers and as many people playing their game as they did at their kind of pinnacle or their peak? Is what I was. I don't think so. I I mean, I don't think they're going to be going anywhere. I think they'll definitely keep trying to expand the ecosystem, but you know, they need to take it in pretty radical different directions. I mean, the land gameplay is definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, I will say that you know. When you talk about Axie as an IP, 
You know, they are trying to expand there, but they've been so slow to do it. I mean, this is something that we've seen other brands do very quickly with, you know, similar amounts of money. Board Ape Yacht Club being one of those where they've easily been able to expand. Doodles also recently doing something similar. Axie Finney has a shit ton of money, a huge war chest, and they've done so little, I feel, in this in this kind of respect. And that really could be what would vault them forward. But I don't think that they really have as much of the dedication as people may think they do. I think there was a lot of like lingering dedication there from people who held bags, held axes on for a long time, popped up from the fact that you know everyone was playing and earning and, and making a living in a lot of places as well with this. And I think at this point, you know, yeah, are there still people playing it? Sure. Is it a really good game? It's not. Is it a game that's going to be like an eSport hit? It's not, man. I'm not like no eSport player is going to play this game over something else unless people are throwing stupid amounts of money at them. And that would really be the one move that I could see Axie Infinity doing with their large war chest is just throwing stupid amounts of money at people to play it, uh, even though it's not necessarily something that people really enjoy playing a lot. Uh, so I, I do think that, you know, could they make a comeback? I mean, the only way really would be to push the IP angle of it and release more stuff around the ecosystem uh, that is, you know, very casually gaming focused, trying to get more young people involved because, you know, the art style and, and the gameplay is kind of pushed that direction as being more of a casual type of thing versus it being kind of a high level. Uh, so, I mean, I, but I, I honestly don't think they're going to be able to get back to that, like, you know, what we consider like that 2020 going to 2021 type of you know pinnacle of success i don't i don't see it happening well yeah and and for those of you who don't know that pinnacle of success is like you know tons millions and millions of people playing the game on a daily basis people even like quitting their jobs in the philippines for example because you could earn more money than you know anywhere else that you know is available for work out there uh just playing the game you know eight hours a day or whatever uh and that you know once it caught on that that was the case it got so popular and so oversaturated that, you know, the token price just collapsed and, you know, we, we find ourselves here today. But, you know, according to, you know, there's been a big surge in the assets. So, uh, you know, I don't know if, if, if it's going to continue that way or not. Uh, but Dr. JPEG, let me ask you, man. I mean, why do you think that the, to or not the well, the token prices and the assets, I think, have gone up in price a bit and the trading volume has surged? Why do you think that's the case? Yeah, uh, you know, here's here's my take on this. I am forever grateful for Axie coming into the space because I think that they were a pioneer that kind of trailblazed to show what can be done. But, you know, it's it's like when I think back to gaming as a child, I think of, you know, Crash Bandicoot, but, you know, it didn't take off or go anywhere from there. There wasn't much of a future for it. Um, you, you know, so, so that's just kind of in relation of, of the relevance moving forwards more than the gameplay. I actually really enjoyed Crash Bandicoot. I didn't really enjoy Axie Infinity as a game. But, you know, I, I think uh, Stash has a good point. You make a good point because here is the problem. What was happening when Axie was getting popular is it was something where people could come in and extract value. It was a value extraction. That's what was happening. That is not how gaming ecosystems work what happened is a byproduct of that. So, you know, for myself, I don't really have any, uh, you know, inherent interest in in, in Axie or, or anything there. Um, I don't see it being a huge breakout. I think that we have a lot of phenomenal choices of where you can go to play competitive fun games. There are, you know, ecosystems such as NF Arcade, you know, where you can earn USDC playing games. And, and there's different things that I don't think people have to lean on Axie as much as back then it was the only choice. So I don't really have an explanation for maybe why the assets are pumping. Maybe it's people that were Axie Maxis coming in and being like, okay, this is our time to get revved back up and, and make all the money again. But you know, the market has to have money coming in and money going out and they've mastered the zero sum game. So I don't know. Well, yeah, they're sitting on a, a mountain of treasure over there, you know, just giving us little breadcrumbs of land. Well, I mean, you know, it was in the works for quite some time, but uh, w was the wait worth it? I, I, that's to be set. That's yet to be seen, I guess. Um, you know, MTC, let me ask you, I mean, do, do you think Axie will ever regain its popularity that it did back in 20 or like, you know, a little over a year and a half ago? And, you know, if not, do you think that there's a chance that Sky Mavis could like ever pivot away from it? Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't like, I kind of agree with Stash. I don't think they'd get back to the top being that I think a, what a lot of people forgot was that their tokenomics and the whole like economy of the game was not, um, 
viable, I guess. It wasn't reliable. It wasn't it wasn't sustainable, essentially. It wasn't going to last over a long period of time. So I'm not sure if it was the volume of people that diluted Axie or was just the bad tokenomics and economics of the game in general. I don't know if they'll regain their hype. I mean, if there is going to be a new, there's going to be a ton more play-to-earn games. There's already games out that are a lot more involved, a lot more immersive than uh, what Axie Infinity already is. And I'm thinking about the Ronin hack as well. There were, you know, people on the team that were rumored to get involved. You know, the FBI was investigating, but no one on the team was held accountable. So to me, there's still a lot of money out there that they didn't answer for. So in my opinion, I'm not sure if Sky Mavis as a whole can bounce back unless they, again, come out with a really good game, a banger of a game that distracts everybody else. Because again, once something new and shiny is in everyone's faces, then they kind of forget what happened in the past. And I do think that Ronan had a few pros to it in terms of like UIs and how you could deal with it, but I'm not sure if people will trust them again. I think you're exactly right there. And, and I think Sky Mavis has two options here probably. Like the, the, they could lean into Ronan. And well, so if they're going to do with anything with Axie Infinity, I, I, for me personally, I think one option for them is like, I feel like they could pivot away from it being a game so much and like, turn it into like plushy collectibles or like some kind of like television series or some kind of like thing like that that would be maybe like a last ditch effort at salvaging that like ip um because i think you know axie plushies or something like that would be kind of cool or collectible uh or, or something like that but kyle let me ask you man i mean do, do you think scott like do you think sky mavis is shot are they are, are we ever going to hear of them as like a top player again do you think ronan is ever going to take off uh, and and what do you think might happen with Axie Infinity? Yeah, I mean, they, they're sitting on a big war chest, I'm sure, still, and anything's possible. Uh, now, I, I don't think they're going to be the darling of the space like they were before. I think there's going to be too much competition, too many actual fun games that are going to take number one spots and uh, be continuing to compete against each other. While I think Sky Mavis could pivot maybe into like studio kind of angel VC mode. And that could serve them well in that position. But I just don't think that uh, they'll be kind of that darling of the Web3 gaming space. Uh, you know, it's just too, too many mistakes and not enough opportunities uh, capitalized upon. Like you're saying earlier with Stash and Adam about the, the lure, they, they could have did so much. And uh, it's been a long time. It's been about a year or two since it's really popped off and they had a lot of opportunities and I feel like they dropped a lot of balls. Uh, Doodles is a great example uh, how well they've actually done um, and how in the direction that Doodles is going in. I think Axie could have easily did that and did that relatively quickly instead of focusing on, I'm not even sure what they were focusing on. It's been such a long time just to have this like land game come out. And for me, it's just, not a game that I've ever been excited about. So maybe they'll one day produce a game I'm excited about, but that time is not today. Or like, uh, you know, and actually you just gave me another good idea. Like imagine, uh, like, do anyone, uh, you guys play Nintendogs or like, uh, I mean, or I guess Tamagotchis too is not as immersive as Nintendogs, but like imagine if they did some kind of Tamagotchi like thing for your, for your, uh, you know, um, axes too like that that might have some appeal to it as well like you know as someone who doesn't like any of the games they've put out so far i would maybe get an axie to have some kind of tamagotchi nintendogs style gameplay but you, you would have wanted know. it a lot earlier though like they should have had you on their like list of advisors or board of advisors <laughs> so like you could have turned that around right away right every every honestly there was a lot of community engagement with axie infinity so many people wanted to help but i remember during the hype that they didn't want to listen to anybody and that's the problem too like you know when people are small they'll listen during the bear markets they'll listen and then once the project takes off all of a sudden they're too cool for school and they don't want to listen to their community because they think they know best but without the community they wouldn't have gotten there and i do think the other problem with axie is that people were thinking about the pumpamentals versus the fundamentals of the project and a lot of it was relying on the money factor well yeah and and you know there were some cool things that they tried to do like i know there were some community projects like uh, axie cart i think was one that like kind of got a little bit of traction and like you know I, I again i'm not up to date on this but you know with ronin blockchain i'm pretty sure they were slotted to have like a few more games come into play here but it was like when they were selecting people and projects to like bring on to the chain, it was like super centralized and like hard to like apply. And I guess it was, it was re like, you know, 
they, they weren't really accepting a lot of people. So, you know, to your point, like maybe, you know, there might be a little bit more traction out there for them if they had leaned in their into their community a bit more uh, than than they have. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Axie. Uh, you know, every time we're on the show, I feel like there's a, at least one idea that comes out from someone here that's like a hireable, like actionable thing for, for a project. Uh, but so Sky Mavis, Geo, if you're if you're if you're listening out there, take some notes, man. Um, but let's ha- let's hop on to our next topic. <laughs> Stash is, is not happy. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like you said, when you look at when you look at other project gaming projects that have got the same amount of infusion of cash or even less and how much they've done in the same in the same amount of time. Like you look at what Gala's done here in the same amount of time. You look at like what other companies like IMX and Polygon and like other like you know larger networks that have large amounts of cash. What they've done and developed in the in this uh, you know last two years, it's 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 crazy. Even even Yuga, even Yuga pivoting from being just a PFP collection to like hey we're gonna do a whole metaverse and then like really going after it and like putting some you know and seeing developments and actually something coming of it. You know, as much as sometimes I'm critical of Yuga, I got to give him props over Axie for sure when it comes to a lot of those aspects of branding, of branching out, of, of pushing, you know, the the brand and, and, you know, bringing more things on board to keep their, you know, their, their, their overall ecosystem, you know, interested. And I feel like Axie just really hasn't done that, man. And even a lot of people have said like the new Axie, you know, a, a gameplay is not even, you know, as good as the old one. And, you know, maybe you like the little builder land gameplay stuff. Cool. You know, if you like that kind of stuff. Then maybe that's right up your alley, but for how much time and how much money they've had, I just feel like they could have done so much more. And to me, what it really signifies is is kind of a lack in leadership. I feel like they just don't have the people that know and how to get these things done and know what direction to take the ship. And that's what it kind of looks like to me. That's what it's always looked like to me. It's the reason why we've seen their contracts, you know, not be audited and then be hacked and like multiple thing, o- things over and over again. The narrative change between them, you know, for sure saying our game is all about playing and earning and look how amazing it is to saying, oh, we never said that it was never about playing and earning. And, you know, like they, they just the direction they've always gone. I feel like the leadership has been a big, uh, you know, detractor. For me in, in particular too and i think that it leads has led to a lot of these issues we've seen with axi infinity just not being able to deliver quick enough or in a manner that you know really pushes things forward ship without a captain is uh destined for a rough you know a rough sail <laughs> so yeah. uh so uh you know sky mavis we'll see what happens here in the next run who knows uh there are some dead projects that tend to revive themselves uh, in the next cycle, maybe maybe you'll be one. Not saying Axie's dead by any means, but you know, <laughs> cl- closer to the grave than uh, than a lot of other than than some of its fans might uh, you know want to think at least. Uh, but let's hop into our next topic here. Uh, another interesting story, kind of like bringing up questions about how we need to look at the way like the current laws around IP uh, and and the new technologies around NFTs and digital assets are going to be looked at here going into the future. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, I don't know, maybe three, four months ago, something like that, there was this big scandal about uh, that came out or an article from Rider Rips talking about Board Ape Yacht Club uh, and Yuga Labs being comprised of like a bunch of Nazis and all these kind of like, maybe I shouldn't have said that word on the stream, my bad, but <laughs> uh, but um, a bunch of, you know, stuff about inside jokes and all this like Easter eggs that are racist innuendos and things like that that brought them to court now and in court, you know, this isn't really the direct kind of thing that they're going after here in court. But one of the questions that got brought up was whether or not Yuga Labs uh, has copyright over the Board Ape Yacht Club imagery. And while they don't have a, a federal register, like they haven't federally registered the copyright for it, that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have the copyright for that imagery. Um, but the way we look at these things and the way that the law is written is kind of ambiguous on on how you know we look at the art for or classifying these nfts um just due to the nature of it being a, a ten thousand pfp collection um but i, I want to get your guys opinions on like in general if you think that the current laws that we have in place to go about copyright laws uh and things like that for nfts are going to work or, or what we should be like how we should be looking at this uh so kyle let me start with you i mean do you think it's a concern well first off do you think it's a concern that Yuga Labs doesn't have the federal copyright registration for the Board Ape Yacht Club imagery? 
Yeah, this is kind of a loaded question because although, uh, I mean, there's, there's so much to unpack here with the Ryder Rips thing, him kind of challenging Yuga, and he knew what he was doing from the get-go. I think he wanted them to file a lawsuit against them, against him. And, I mean, this article is showing that uh, technically Yuga doesn't own the copyright to the images, but they have the copyrights. So there's some confusion here, and the courts aren't exactly saying um, or they're not necessarily saying that the court is going to like name that copyright infringement or their, you know, lack thereof. So this is very sticky. And if this goes through on Ryder Rips' side, this could have repercussions for the industry as a whole, because then these generative projects may not have their own copyrights and anybody could just knock them off. And that could create a cascading like effect of people just launching scam projects. So this one's kind of definitely one to watch. Um, now I, I think Ryder knew it, what he was doing in terms of the legal side of this. So it is very interesting. Um, you know, I don't know what else to say about this one. Uh, it's very controversial, uh, whether you believe what Ryder Rip said or not, you know, that's another, that's a whole different story, but yeah, this is definitely one to watch for sure though. Yeah. That, that, when that kind of, that news broke initially, I think everyone was a little bit shocked and like, it's kind of not been swept under the rug, but you know how the 24 news cycle goes in crypto. It's more like a four hour news cycle. And, you know, <laughs> by the time you yeah, have like, you know, 10 minutes go by and you're like, oh, squirrel, I forgot all about that. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, my, my thing with the board with this is that like the part of the value proposition of Board Ape Yacht Club was to be able to use the, the likeness of your board ape for whatever you want and have that like ownership of it. And like, in this case, like if you're a Board Ape Yacht Club NFT owner and you want to use your Board Ape Board Ape's imagery for your own business or whatever, like if someone copies that and then like you don't like you think you could go file a lawsuit on them, but really you can't if if like if Yuga Labs doesn't have the the rights to like give you in the first place. Uh, so you know, I mean, wh what does that say about the value of a Board Ape Yacht Club NFT? You know. Um, you know, Dr. JPEG, let me ask you, I mean, what, what problems do you think might come up if the court decides Yuga doesn't own the copyrights for, for these images? Yeah, I think that it's a really difficult thing to try and pry back without, you know, being, uh, you know, a, a lawyer here. But it, my my thoughts behind this is it, when you go to, the, to look at their website, um, you have, you know, you have commercial uh, IP rights. Like they have it laid out for board apes and mutant apes individually to outline it. You know, if you want to use it for personal or commercial. So I think that they thought these things through. There's just a loophole that I think was decisively attacked, kind of like what Kyle had said. Um, so I think that that was the angle that, you know, Ryder Rips took. I think that they're a massive company that regardless of, of what's been thrown at them, uh, for example, you know, his, his well-executed and thought out um, documentary that he did uh, with another gentleman. You look at all the other things that happened. I don't know if you guys know this, but their game actually had a had a hack. A guy came out and, and actually did a Twitter th thread on multiple exploits of the game itself because they're storing their uh, their uh, scores on the client side, meaning that you control the data on your computer. It's not controlled safely behind a server side. So uh, there was multiple threads that came out where the guy was actually he was being polite about it. He's like, hey, I, I found a way to hack into this. I let the team know, just so you guys know, this is what's happening here. And everyone's kind of like, you know, scoffed at it, if you will, uh, to play off what, you know, what you're saying. And, and I think they just have such a strong brand that at the end of the day, I think that the community is going to come together and, and they're really going to find a way to work through this. Um, but it's a really interesting topic because you see a lot of people that have gone ahead and, and made businesses out of this using the IP. You see the burger place in LA that the line was like, you know, the line was like around the block five times. And, you know, there's, it's a really cool community that's super supportive of each other. So I don't necessarily see apes ripping each other's IP off or things like that. Um, and, and they're just such a massive company that I think that they'll get through this. I'm, I'm confident about it. But like, like I said, or Kyle touched on rather, it's, I think it was one of those decisive things that uh, Ryder found, found an in on it when he was looking through everything. And, and it's just, that's the, way, that's the way it's going right now. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens things to just you know put all the red tape up and keep it in the court uh give them a hard time i know and it's it's funny you you mentioned the uh you know the the exploit that happened with the game it's like 
you know, he was being polite about it. I feel like anytime there's any kind of like crypto heist or exploit or something like that, the 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 exploiter or hacker is like there's always some kind of like joke like ha 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 like i've got all your funds now like you know whatever it might be but you know it's like it's like robbing a bank and leaving like a, an iou note <laughs> when you leave the bank yeah man yeah you're super polite people actually were giving him shit about it uh because because he was literally like oh they already knew man you already said one time he's like no there's another exploit so i'm just letting them know and on top of that one more thing there was a game apparently a flash game from like 2008 uh that i guess that they literally someone someone said they pulled the code from and like rescanned i mean you can go look at that i don't know if you guys are aware of that but and again no one really really batted an eye at it so i think that they're they've done a really good job at establishing uh themselves as a marketing brand if nothing else so um we'll see what happens man well yeah and, and i don't think this puts pushes anything back with like the what they're doing with the other side and things like that too you know like I, at this point i would say what they're working on there is far more important than like the the board ape yacht club collection itself i guess if that makes sense um yeah but uh, honestly, if writer does like win or sets kind of some kind of precedence um this could be the i guess the silver lining if you would call that is that you know artists could indeed maybe have more an advantage in the nft marketplace moving forward it because the whole i think crux would be that the generative art isn't really cop you can't copyright that but you could copyright an actual one-of-one -one piece of art so if there's a bunch of one-of-ones in a huge collection then that could be something there so uh it's something to watch but uh, you know it could just be nothing <laughs> well yeah and, and kyle you you just reminded me of another aspect of i guess that that ties into this topic that we're that we're talking about but like you know you think about not just nfts and digital collectibles on the blockchain but talking about copyright uh and, and ip laws like what what's happening with ai and art right now is also something to be like you know thinking about too and, and both of those coming together i think are gonna like happening at the same time or it's gonna it's gonna ch like make it so that the laws we have now just don't don't even make sense like well it's gonna be hard to apply them but Stash, yeah, let me ask you Oh, yeah. It. And just to add, there's a, a big AI like lawsuit gone going right now, I think with like mid journey and uh, one other like major uh, AI app as well. So it, that's another one to watch as well. But yeah, Stash, let me get your opinion, man. I mean, what do you think like the major issues might like be with applying the current copyright and IP laws to NFTs and even like AI generated art? It's difficult. You know, this is something we've been talking about for a long time. Uh, if you guys have not been around the industry for a very long time, but, you know, when uh, CryptoPunks, you know, were first really hitting the scene, there were tons of copycats. I mean, we've seen this over and over again. We're like finance punks, you know, and like literally taking taking the, the art from, you know, crypto and making just a, the same collection, but on Binance, you know, on BNB chain. So we, we've seen this as an issue for quite a few years before the popularity of NFTs really hit mainstream. Uh, this has been an issue and something we've talked about. I, I honestly think that you know NFTs and generative art are going to push the boundaries of copyright and, 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 and force the hand of regulators to have to do something about it because you know the with this current technology, we it just it's it's just like financial uh, you know regulation. It's just not really made for everything we're seeing right now in cryptocurrency. You know, we're, we're pushing the forefront in so many different ways that the existing systems and the existing laws and the existing, existing regulations and, and you know, uh, fail safes are, are, they just don't really, they just don't really cover what we're doing here. And that goes, I think, for NFTs and generative art and AI generated, uh, generated art too. And so we're seeing that right now. We're seeing people push back and, and there being issues of like, well, you know, what what if, you know, one of these AIs is drawing from a copyrighted collection and then uses that to then make something brand new? Is, you know, is that okay or is it not okay? And how do you how do you even stop something like that, you know? And that's the problem we've seen here on the blockchain with, with a lot of these projects, in particular ones that are anonymous, is how do you stop them copycatting and putting a, 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 a copy out, making a bunch of money, and then no one ever knows who they are? This happened literally dozens and dozens of times times in like 2019 2020 i mean it was it was like rampant it was rampant and so you know in particular with this situation here with rider rips and yuga uh they're not uh, he's not he's not actually being sued for copyright infringement he's being sued for trademark infringement and false advertising they know that they don't have the copyright 
and they can't sue him based upon that. So that has been thrown out the window. So basically, there, there's it has nothing to do with copyright, but it has everything to do with the way he's essentially marketed this, and they think it's deceptive, and that he's stepped on their trademark. Now that very well may be true. All the other like you know symbolism, all that shit, you know that 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 can be open to interpretation. I don't. That's definitely not the 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 meat of the issue here. But the, it really does come down to the fact that like, hey, you know, generating art in a certain way. Uh, that you know d does that does that fall underneath you know existing laws whether it be trademark whether it be copyright infringement and for the most part i would say probably not so we could see kind of a landmark case being built here with yuga because they're so high profile and to what a lot of other people were saying about writer rips you know i think that this was expertly planned i think he knew exactly what he was doing and I think that it was really to put, uh, you know, a spotlight on himself and his collection and stuff that he was trying to promote. Because what better way to do this? You know, we've seen this a lot of times with like negative promotion can be huge. You know, when you see like a Pixelmon who comes out with like with like this horrible, horrible, uh, you know, the, uh, character artwork for something they sold for millions of dollars worth of gaming assets, and people are like, oh my gosh, this is like the worst shit ever. Well, you know, it was so bad that it made headlines, right? And I think that we're seeing a similar thing here with uh, with Ryder Rips and this, you know, on this, um, you know, lawsuit, which has been ongoing and ongoing. And I mean, I don't know who's going to win here, but I, I really don't think that current law does a great job of, you know, attending to what we're seeing here in, in the emerging NFT industry. Uh, when it comes to copyright, when it comes to artist rights, and, and then how then you start mixing AI in there. And it, I mean, shit just gets crazy, man. You know, you start mixing it up in there, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, like literally, you know, when, when you pull up a, a, a you know, a mid journey and, and there, there's a watermark from, uh, from Getty Images on, on the image that it's generated, you're like, come on, man, serious? <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, we're pushing, something is coming. The, the, the dam is going to break. And I don't know what it's going to be, what case it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be this case in particular. I think there will be some implications, but I don't think it'll be like, you know, art sweeping or AI sweeping kind of case. I think we'll see that here possibly in 2023 where somebody, you know, really raises that flag and there is a landmark case going to court. Um, and it could be with some, some of these AI generated, uh, you know, uh, image platforms. Stash, what a time to be alive, man. The way that you said that so beautifully, it's so funny because I think people look at AI and their minds are, I, we probably can't swear any, their minds no, are no, blown. Go for it, man. Fucking blown. Their minds are bah! fucking blown, <laughs> right? Because they're like, oh my God, this is just, it drops out of nowhere. It's like people with Axie Infinity. This money is falling from the sky. This beautiful art is falling from the sky. No, man, AI is fucking crawling the internet for an image that you're describing and it's trying to, to string it together, where do you think it's getting it from? It's getting it from existing images that are out there. Is it being generated and pulled together by a system? Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not infringing on someone's already existing work. So this is such an interesting topic because everyone thinks they, they know it because everyone can use it. You pay 10 bucks a month and go to mid-journey, right? But it's, it doesn't make it fucking yours. What if you can train an AI to be so specific and so good that it that it generates based off of like an algorithm about like the combination of which pixels to use and colors, like you know where it's where it's not pulling from existing, uh, uh, maybe it's using it it's, as it's, a, yeah like article spinners for instance they already yeah. kind of do that um, they can write like organic looking material um and at first it, it was awful you could like throw it into a plagiarizing checking tool and it would be like 80 percent plagiarized which means it was just spun um but it'll probably be the same situation here and i would imagine that they would kind of like look at like kind of logo laws like if it's slightly enough different then it's it's considered art i don't know we'll see though I mean, I don't know. It's going to be a crazy change here. MTC, let me let me get your opinion on this. I mean, how do you think we're going to see NFTs and specifically like the the, the crypto art change with like the, the emergence of AI uh, when there's already kind of concerns about how it was generated or generative art in the first place? Yeah, I do think AI art is not going away. Of course, we've seen when it was first popping off, everybody on Twitter and their mother had it as their profile picture all over Instagram, every social media, TikTok even had to have an AI effect, a filter. So AI is obsessive. People love it. At the same time, I don't think the intrinsic 
intrinsic value of art and human like actual hand-drawn art is going to go away and even you know the 10k projects where you know you have your rare you have your elements i guess and it just randomizes it in 10,000 different ways i don't think that's going away and i think a lot of people in nfts really value people's art and you know photography is really popping off music so i think AI is going to come along, but I don't think it's going to be that much of a threat to everybody else because there's always something new, always something, you know, being created that other people didn't see yet. So I think it's going to be okay. I don't know. It, I don't know. Well, the thing is, you know, AI is just another tool. You know, when exactly. we talk about same thing with NFTs, people think, oh, it's this crazy thing. And it, and it is right because it's so it's so new that everyone wants to talk about it. And it becomes this this this, you know, thing that you you put on a pedestal, essentially. But at the end of the day, it's just going to be another tool in, in our box to be able to do the things we want to do faster and more efficient uh, and, and, and more uh, appealing, right? People who maybe could never have done art before can now do it with just being able to enter in text strings and things that, you know, that, that they can visualize uh, in their head but can't actually physically Traditional make. Traditional artists know? punching the air right now at that stage. Right, and, and, and I get that. I get that. But, but, but just we, we've, we've seen traditional art. We've seen traditional art, uh, you know, evolve over the, the uh, over time as well. When you think about like, okay, well, what kind of brushes do you think artists were – what kind of quality brushes do you think artists were using, you know, two, three hundred years ago, four hundred years ago? Do you think that the brushes and, and the and the quality of the paints and the quality of the canvases and all these other tools that artists use to make their work, do you think they're better now or they're worse than they were that long ago? I mean, I think that the tools continue to get better over time. And sometimes there's that one tool that, that you know, really shakes things up. And AI is definitely doing that. And, and you know, so... Yeah, I mean, kind of coming back to Yuga, it's it just, it's just, you know, it, it's interesting to see how these generative type art projects are going to deal with the law, because once again, the, the law in particular here in the United States is just not caught up. I mean, shit, it can barely deal with crypto. Well, I mean, let alone NFTs, and then you talk about you get into even like the the minutia of what's going on in the NFT world in so many different ways. Yeah, we're just so yeah, we just can't do it. We just, for, it's, for we, you know what we need? Right you know what we need? <laughs> we need an are. AI to solve all these problems. If we just hit up there Chat GPT and we're like, hey, Chat GPT, here's what's going on you in the NFTs and crypto. Can you please just fix the laws? And how would you change the I bet you, I bet you would yeah. spit out some interesting fire shit right there. Youngest, youngest lawyers entered the chat. He's going to be pulling up in court with this computer open in chat. GTP. No, no, no. And sh <laughs> shout out, shout out all the agents in chat, man. I, Gen X is saying like, you know, not necessarily impressed by what the AI stuff out there, man, chat, like we've done some stuff in chat GPT that literally blew my mind the other day. Yeah. Like that. I, I mean, you know, maybe not the art, maybe I, like I said, I think that it's going to get to a point where even you will be surprised, uh, even in art, like where you, you'll just be able to type in some keywords and it'll, it'll, it won't be pulling from Getty images. It'll just already have that stored neural, like knowledge base to, to say, Oh, Here's what this word associates with. Here's the combination of pixels I should put together in the right colors to to give you what you want. Uh, mm. But you know that that it's you know I think it's coming sooner than we think. Uh, oh yeah, and it's gonna be it's it's cool. gonna be a wild ride here. But yeah, uh, my daughter had uh, Chad GTP write our uh, our vacuum Rupert. It's like a one of the one of the Roomba vacuums. She had to write Rupert a, a love letter and saying thank you so much for for doing such a good job cleaning our house. So. She's pretty. <laughs> that's fire, man. I mean, there's yeah. so many applications, and when you talk about training in AI, I mean, that's definitely something we're going to see. Like right now, these AIs are very low level; they're very open and public. They're not specifically trained, and I've seen some examples of specifically trained AIs, in um, particular for gaming assets and gaming, you know, uh, uh, applications that are are mind blowing, man. When you train an AI on on things. It can just it can generate amazing stuff, and so uh, yeah, it's definitely coming, and it's gonna it's gonna change gaming, it's gonna change art, it's gonna change entertainment in general. It's gonna change everything. It's gonna, I mean, everything entertainment, everything inter and everything visual, yeah, for sure. And then you know we see other things like ChatGPT passing the bar, like getting ready to pass it, like all these. I mean, this is legit <laughs> stuff, man. So if you're not using these tools, you definitely should be out there using them. I know we kind of strayed away from the main topic of, of Yuga, not only in the board, but that, the dude. AI stuff is just crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it, yeah it's wild. Well, uh, last, I mean, I'll just add to that is NVIDIA 
they're like training robots like to basically move a cube and manipulate a cube and they can basically scale that up to like a a million different simulations at the same time so it can cloud cloud learn how to move a cube in like 40 minutes instead of 40 years so uh yeah it's it's getting interesting really quick and nvidia is actually one of the sleepers right now i think in ai that people should be uh taking a look at it has a cool tool called nvidia canvas that's sort of like an ai enabled photo like photoshop type editor uh and and it like if you just look up nvidia canvas on youtube and there's some really cool stuff to look at um, but, uh, you know, it, speaking of uh, big player, you know, big changes in big tech and, you know, a bunch of changing things, uh, let's get on to our, our next and last topic here. Uh, possibly the most important as it pertains to, uh, web three gaming, you know, our, our favorite thing to talk about here. Um, and this is whether or not Amazon is all in on web three, uh, some rumors coming out of the rumor mill here talking about Amazon and basically going to be rolling out, uh, and making like official announcements potentially here in April uh, about a ton of different Web3 initiatives, including, uh, you know, working with different games, uh, potentially a, an NFT marketplace might be in the works. At least the CEO is saying they're not opposed to selling NFTs uh, and kind of hinting towards that direction of possibility uh, being something that they're working on. Um, but I want to get your guys' opinions on what it means for Amazon really like m making an official announcement and stepping into the game here. Um, and, and really how that might change what web three gaming, even though I, you know, I, I is web three going to stick? I, I, I don't, I, I feel like I, we need something new again, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Kyle, let me ask you, man. I mean, if Amazon begins developing and promoting different web three games, uh, and, you know, aiding in like the research and development on those, I mean, how do you think that's going to affect the, the industry and like the speed at which this catches on? Yeah, I, I think that they will probably provide like kind of the resources of Web3 Gaming. You know, I think I was reading a few articles, you know, they do do that essentially with Avalanche where you can spin up a node and test and do different kind of things on Avalanche. So I could see them kind of providing the same underlying like, I guess, support and tech uh, in terms of how these games are made and created and how you can test them. Um, I'm very interested to see what direction they'll actually go in. I could definitely see them integrating NFTs either into their marketplace or having it obviously a completely like a separate experience altogether or a tab for NFTs. It just makes sense with Shopify kind of announcing and even collaborating with Instagram, like with some like, you know, integrating Shopify into Instagram with NFTs. I think it's just a, uh, you know, this is just going to happen because it's a, the right move for Amazon at this point. And with the digital collectible space being worth billions of dollars and set to like go to trillions eventually, like this is obviously something they're going to take a, a big look at. And yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised to see them getting to Web3 Gaming and have maybe a studio. We've seen them do, you know, some PC games and things like that. So um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what direction they go in. I think they'll stick with their bread and butter, you know, marketplace maybe first, underlying tech as well, and support there with uh, AWS and Amazon Web Services. Uh, we'll see a lot of that at first, and then they'll roll out more um, announcements as time goes on. Well, yeah, and I, speaking of AWS, I know like a recent news from one of our friends, The Bornless, uh, they just transitioned all of their stuff over to, to AWS also, um, which you know I think is a, a great, great move for them. Uh, and also a great game for those who maybe haven't checked it out. If you haven't seen, we've got a, a few different videos on the channel, so check that out. It's like a horror FPS uh, t type first, you know, game, a survival game, a horror FPS. I, actually, I don't even really know the best way to categorize it, but it's yeah, it's, horror FPS. It's a horror. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like yeah. FPS, but like dark and creepy and like crazy, you know, satanic monsters coming yeah. after you. And yeah, you got to and you still got to find weapons and kill people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. A Amazon, I think would would if like depending on what this initiative is, that has been kind of being talked about a bit. Whatever they're going to start officially announcing in April, uh, you know, I, I I wonder whether or not like news like that is going to start to legitimize, uh, you know, everything that we've been talking about here on the channel. Uh, MTC, let, let me ask you. I mean, like, why do you think Amazon's embracing Web three gaming? and Web3 in general? And I mean, how do you think it's going to benefit them? You know, whether you're a college, a country, a state, a company, 
if you adopt a blockchain, you will win. And if you don't, you'll be left behind. So it's either you get in or you jump out. And I do think Amazon has been ahead of the game since the beginning. I mean, listen, they started off as a bookstore. They saw that worked. Then they started a marketplace. Now they're pretty much almost a monopoly in some ways. I, it's only inevitable that they get into crypto. And they've been looking into crypto in quite a few different ways. But of course, NFT gaming is something they have to get into, being that the younger generation is going to jump into Web3 gaming. And I keep saying this all the time. Like once Gen Z comes into crypto, it's going to be totally different and gaming is going to be the way that happens so i do think that it's inevitable that they get into crypto um i do picture them having some sort of marketplace to begin with test the waters because i don't think that they're going to put something out that they know isn't going to work perfectly if that makes sense so i do think they're going to start off small but of course it's inevitable they're going to fall behind if they don't yeah, and, and it, as is the way with Amazon, I feel like, you know, they're going to announce whatever this is in April. Everyone's going to totally hate on it. And like, there's going to be a ton of backlash. Everyone's going to say, oh, Amazon's the worst thing ever. And then the, what they're actually going to end up rolling out is going to be a good product where, you know, what we lack a lot of times in the space is good, well thought out, well developed products uh, and, and you services. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Keep Go for it, MTC. I was going to say, you know, with Prime and Prime Music, people didn't think that was going to work at the beginning. People didn't use it. They literally had to almost forcibly give it to you and say, hey, if you're subscribed to Prime, you get to watch movies, you get to listen to music. I think kind of the same thing is going to happen again, where they'll kind of just shove it in your face and say, hey, like there's this NFT part of our website. Mm -hmm. Go check it out. Maybe you should go look at this because I especially I remember when Prime, uh, you know, music and video came out, they're putting it all over their packages. They were sending you emails. They were alerting you when you got on the site hey go look at the new tv shows and they start developing their own tv shows it's all an evolution so of course they're going to introduce lightly but they're it's going to be something they just throw at you and say hey look at this yeah and, and you know you talk about other initiatives they've put out that like weren't necessarily super popular at first uh you know you, you look at prime t or like th their uh tv development movie development or production like the boys is one of the like one of the number one shows in the world right now. I'm pretty sure, and uh, you know that's an Amazon original. So, uh, you know, I, I I can imagine that what they're working on in 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 this sec space is probably going to be good, whether or not uh, it's received well at first. Um, but speaking of being received well at first, I mean, Dr. JPEG, uh, let me ask you. I mean, if if do you think whatever this might be, since it's coming from Amazon, I mean, in the eyes of Web two people. Do you think that's going to legitimize what we've started, you know, all the things we've been talking about here for so long? Yes, absolutely, man. I think that you've got 200 million people. You've got 35 million people in prime gaming. You have amazing opportunities to put something in front of them, show them what this is about and entice them to join us on this side of Web3. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So every, every Prime subscriber gets Trojan horse and NFT. They, they don't even need to set up a wallet. You yeah. already have it in your new Amazon, like on your Prime account, with the new little link on the you know Amazon homepage or whatever to go check it out. Yeah, um, yeah I think they could easily integrate a loyalty program, you know, with their marketplace, like. Or, or just make it a free NFT, like you said. If you have Prime for 12 months, you get a, a badge NFT, and maybe you get a perk for having that NFT. So they could easily integrate some kind of rewards program too. Well, and that's and that's sort of the direction Reddit took when they launched their PFPs, and you know mm -hmm. we see we see how well those did, um, you know, really well for those watching who might not know. Um, but Stash, let me ask you. I mean, when do you think we see AAA game? Uh, how do you think Amazon's going to come out here in the space? What do you think they might be working on? And, uh, you know, do you think that they're going to be one of the people that maybe comes out with one of these big, like maybe the first AAA blockchain game that actually catches some wind? So I think that Amazon has been working on this shit for a lot longer than most people realize. Uh, you know, they have already been working in the Web3 space in, in some kind of infrastructure type of ways. And I think they've been testing the waters kind of in, in that way that is not super um, apparent to a lot of people. And I think that when they launch, whatever they're going to launch later this year, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be incredibly well polished. I think it probably will do some damage when it comes to like, you know, existing infrastructure we have here in, in, in the NFT world. 
um, you know, kind of like the title suggests, you know, will they come out with the marketplace? Why, why wouldn't they? I mean, that is the number one thing that Amazon does. Of course, they're going to come out with the marketplace. Will it compete with OpenSea and, and Magic Eden and the, the other likes? I, I, I can almost guarantee it. And you talk about all these projects, NFT projects, Web3 gaming projects, a, 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 a huge majority of them use Amazon Web Services for, uh, you know, their hosting of, and things. So I could definitely see them coming out with a counterpart as well that is, you know, possibly a semi-decentralized network that may even compete with IPFS as well. I mean, Amazon is lined up to do all these things and it, it would make sense because they then you know, would kind of have a little bit of a monopoly at, 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 like they kind of already do, but stepping up even you know one level further, right? Uh, having a monopoly on the future of decentralized tech that people rely on. And I think that smart people at Amazon could definitely see that IPFS is something that is heavily relied on when you want to talk about something being truly, you know, having a decentralized element to it in particular for hosting and file storage, uh, which could be, you know, which could be huge in the future. So uh, I think definitely marketplace is probably what's going to be coming first integration of NFTs into the marketplace. We've already seen eBay kind of do something similar where you can go on there. They have an NFT section. You can buy and sell things there. Uh, there are people buying and selling NFTs on eBay, guys, if you did not know this. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could easily see them pushing something like that. And, and like MTC and everyone else was saying, you know, they have the marketing rails to do this. I mean, just like just like the thumb shows here, think about every package you get saying, you know, NFTs by Amazon. Go check out their marketplace, Amazon.com slash NFTs. And it just everywhere you see it, it's it's on little, uh, you know, short commercials before your favorite show like the boys. And you have to watch this shit, man. It's there. And so you, you're not going to avoid it, you know, and then they'll integrate with everything they're doing. So you like the boys. Boom. You watch it. Now here's a QR code you can scan that goes to the Amazon NFT marketplace. You redeem a free, you know, NFT that, you know, says maybe you watch that episode, collect all 10 of them, uh, you know, during this certain uh, period of time and get this cool thing that will ship to you in, in less than a day because you're a prime member. I mean, there's so many systems that they can connect together that the NFT technology would make sense with and, uh, you know, an, an easy way for them to kind of not corner the market, but definitely take a giant lion's share out of what we're seeing already with NFT volume on OpenSea and, and Magic Eden and a bunch of other, you know, large marketplaces for NFTs. Yeah, Jeff Bezos, I don't think is uh is 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 not here to just play games, man. He's here to win. So, uh, nope. you know, they're they're a behemoth. They, it goes past Jeff at this point, man. Like Jeff is just one man. He you know he was just the founder. <laughs> it goes so far beyond that. You know, having it's like Google having so many divisions, so many things you're working on, and you know, it's not just a one person show. Uh, it, it is it is a multitude of of people all working together. Uh, and you, once you've got that train moving with these wheels, these biscuit wheels are moving like Amazon and Google has going, man. I mean, it's gravy all day long. And that is what we're going to see here with Amazon when they enter into Web3 and NFTs. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they're going to going to announce here in April. At least that's what the rumor is, is April. So keep your ears peeled, your eyes peeled for, uh, you know, some news from Amazon this spring. Uh, we'll definitely be keeping an eye out and I'm sure we'll be talking about it again uh, here on Around the Metaverse once they actually do drop that news. Um, but that's all we have for tonight, folks. We're running out of time here. Uh, if if well, one, First off, I want to thank you guys for joining us, all of our agents in chat who are still sticking around with us. I want to thank you guys for joining us on the show tonight, Dr. JPEG, MTC, uh, Kyle. Very glad to have you all back on the show. Uh, and, you know, if you're still watching and you haven't smashed that like and hit subscribe, do us a favor and do so. Uh, but that's all for tonight, folks. Catch us again next Monday. Uh, for another episode of Around the Metaverse, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, but that's it. We out.